said and she said you need to pay attention If they make the comment then it's worth the mention Jamil and Shatora you know they got the scoop At work talking about what black people do If you ain't real then you probably won't feel this It's all facts you know they coming with the realness Or pettiness either way you are getting it Uncut, unfiltered, and unedited Lifting up the culture, you know how it's gotta be Making words work, give it to you tongue in cheek Forget that water cooler, we like tea sweet This is boss talk reserved for the be sweet Be sweet, be sweet Boss talk is reserved for the be sweet Be sweet, be sweet Cool it out or you end up on that be sweet Be sweet Hey, B-Sweet. It's the B-Sweet. <laughs> hey, what's going on, y'all? It's another edition of the B-Sweet Podcast. We are back with another episode. I am Jamil. I'm Shatora. I got my girl, Sh- Shah Dizzle, here with me today. Shah I'm the only person in the world who calls the her that. The only one. If I catch y'all in these streets. <laughs> but, but, you know, because that's, that's the type of relationship that we have. <laughs> but, you know, we are here. We are back for another episode. We are in the newly renovated B-Suite Whoa. studio. Yeah, the newly Whoa. renovated, putting some work in like, over here. I'm like, I want to take selfies. The lighting is just so good. Yeah. And I'm not a selfie taker, but. Yeah, it's it's um, it's, it's a work in progress. It's I'm, definitely a work in progress. I'm you so know. excited. I'm, yeah. Like laid back, I feel good. I just want people to, you know, to kind of see what what we got going on over here. But in due time, you know, because uh, I want to make sure that we, you know, have it looking exactly how I wanted to look before I reveal it to the public. Yeah. So I still got some 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 more furniture and such coming in, but I'm excited, man, because this is it's a long time coming, and I'm really wanting to utilize this space um, in the right way, and you know, and I think it's finally finally coming to light. So I'm super excited uh, Um, about the space over I'm here stoked. yeah you, man you did a great job bro. i appreciate that i appreciate you, you that you know so so how you been though how's everything i've been good yeah i've been good i'm so glad july is over i hate oh, to say that yeah it was hot it was hot in july too <laughs> it was hot but i could take the heat but there was a lot of heat yeah, you know yeah. What I'm saying? <laughs> there was a lot going on um just glad that july is over but uh made it through mm-hmm. came out on the other side a little bit better learned a lot of lessons in july still trying to figure out why i had to learn those lessons mm-hmm. but all shall be revealed when it is god's time you know absolutely um, absolutely but now i'm i'm doing really good so some people are doing some outdoor workouts now mm-hmm. right and so we had eric on the show back during the winter and you found out that he was my trainer. I did. I did. And you know, I saw, uh, it, it, you know, what happened. <laughs> I knew he was training, you know, and I, I, I was, I've been looking for a personal trainer for a while. Wait, but I'm building up the story. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I, I know I'll, get, I'll get back into it in a second, but go ahead. <laughs> get back into it. Okay. So, so you, you knew Eric was my trainer. Mm-hmm. So I started back up with Eric like three weeks ago and um, I walk in to class last week well we outside so mm-hmm. i walk outside in class last week and there's jamil just <laughs> all up in my business all up in the videos <laughs> dancing <laughs> i'm like i guess we i guess you, you know, can't get away from me man listen i love it no, you cannot get it. away we from get stronger me. together right? absolutely right you know no, i can still kick your ass no I, I doubt that i highly <laughs> doubt that but you know oh, okay <laughs> i thought he was gonna give it to me i, I thought about it but i'm like no nah, i'm not gonna oh, let you have that today dang. you know 
know, but um, but nah, you know, um, I had saw that you uh, it was one day you like I said, I was looking for a personal trainer. I've been looking for for one for a while because that's been the one area of my life where there's been some level of inconsistency. Uh-huh. I love working out. I mm-hmm. absolutely. I used to be an athlete. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, just love everything about being fit and working out and everything. But you know, for for whatever reason, I always you know let that part of my life get away from me so so i've been looking for a trainer for a while um and then one day you know i was on i think i was on instagram and i saw like you you had posted something in your stories i think you had like this uh one of eric's new um training outfits on yeah and i'm just like just the colors itself i'm like all right i'm gonna reach out to this dude <laughs> you know what i'm saying because you know um and not just because you know you look fly in the in the, in the workout outfit but um i just i really i can appreciate you know um the level of detail that he puts into not just you know the business of you know like the the the, the e-commerce side of it but just being a trainer and like the attention that he gives um to his clients i've been hearing a lot of great things about him for such a long period of time no like you know i i I like his style Mm -hmm. and um, he's really about helping you be able to perform better in your everyday life. Yeah. You know, I'm not out here. I ain't going to be nobody's bikini model. (laughs) I'm not going to be a bodybuilder. Like then, and I, I don't even want to be, right? you know, but I want to get stronger. I do want to look good. And you know, I want to be able to keep up my energy levels because I like to be busy. Yeah. And and listen, I, listen, I, I noticed too, that over the months, I'm, I'm looking at you, Shatara. I'm just like, yo, she's slim thugging out here, man. Like, like this slim thugging. I'm just like, wow, she looks amazing, y'all. Like, Shatara looks amazing. And I was just like, I need somebody to make me look just as amazing <laughs> as Shatara looks. So, Listen, first, yeah. first you got to give it up to Jesus. And then <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. No, no, no. Drink your it, water, give it up to right. Jesus and No, you know, vegetables, water mm-hmm. and, and some working out and You know, I kinda slipped up today. I had um I was hungry and I was running around, so I just went to Chick fil A, you know. So <laughs> there's no slip ups, man. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta live. Yeah. Trust yeah. me, I eat. If yeah. you see me, you know I eat. Okay. <laughs> but for the most part, I'm good. When yeah. it comes to, you know, uh, my nutrition, I'm not a, a crazy, you know, I don't eat meat, you know. I mean, outside of chicken, you know, I don't eat yeah. any red meat, yeah. Per, yeah. pork, no, you, any you of that stuff. You and Sally have always been super healthy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very so, and then, you know, um, I started drinking these, uh, it was like these um, sugarless um, sodas. Yeah. Um, I forget what they're called. Um, they like seldom, seltzer water? No, it wasn't seltzer oh. water. Um, I forget what it's called. They're really, really good. They got all these different flavors and such. But I know better than that because anytime I drink anything with any type of citric acid in it, like my, my face just breaks out, like oh. insanely breaks out. Oh. You know, yeah. so I started drinking them and next thing you know, I had like, you know, another bump on my head, look like a third eye on my forehead. Man, you know what I'm saying? You so, talking, I, I've been dealing with yeah. this acne all COVID season. Yeah, so, so I just I like, you know what? I'm, I'm going back to water. Yeah, water is water is king. Mm. I'm looking for a good water filter countertop. So if anybody has any suggestions, hit me up. I bought. I just bought a um. Well, maybe about a a couple months ago, I just bought a um a water cooler um for the crib. Yeah, one of you know the ones that you see in the office, but it's the one that 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 you don't put on top, but you actually put in the bottom. Yeah, so it doesn't take up that much. Yeah, right. And it's amazing, man. It's amazing. Does the hot water and all that stuff? Ooh, tea. Because I'm all. Oh yeah, yeah. I I, I always drinking my tea. I'll never put never put anything in the microwave anymore. Okay, I like that. I like that. Yeah, no, I mean. 
a lot of stuff happened to my body this year. And mm -hmm. one of the things, like, I had to really be more conscientious about how I ate. Because, mm -hmm. honestly, if I eat the wrong thing at this point, it'll send me to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. So, you don't need that. No, we don't, I don't have need you in the hospital, y'all. And, <laughs> and you know what? It just means I got to eat healthier. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Hey, I mean, listen, <laughs> I mean, I think as we get older, our body has a way of telling us, like, you know what we should and shouldn't be doing, and <laughs> yeah. what we should and shouldn't be putting putting inside of it. Yeah. You know, so yeah. um, I, I'm I'm grateful for it. I'm I'm grateful for you know the age and everything because like the wisdom and the wisdom, yeah, man. Because I just want to I want to be healthy. I mean, I, I I remember at one point, man, I had abs, y'all. I have one ab right now. You still got? I got one got ab. One yeah, I got one big ass <laughs> ab. <laughs> you know, but um, but I'm I'm gonna get back. I'm gonna get back to my you know to you know my Listen, my I form. Think I think we doing all right. Yeah. I think we doing okay. I think so too. You know, I think so too. This is good. I'm I'm glad to be here. Yeah. We have an interesting. Well, we we have a somber topic today. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're talking about the late John Lewis, mm -hmm. representative uh, for Atlanta Congressman mm -hmm. John Lewis, um, activist, social justice icon. John Lewis. Icon is not even. I, I, he's just legendary. You know, I mean, you, you talk about a, a person who, you know, when you give a, a that's that status of legend or, you know, give someone that legendary status. There's very few people in that category. You know, he was a living legend. He was like, an absolutely living. Him dying yes. didn't elevate his pro profile much for the people who knew about his history. Maybe mm -hmm. some other people learned about who he was, but we always knew mm -hmm. how amazing John Lewis was. Um, and anybody who watched the movie Selma knew. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, I, I learned a lot about just even principles and, you know, how to stand for something, you know, good trouble, Everybody's mm -hmm. talking about good trouble mm -hmm. right now, and, we, and we'll get into that a little bit. Mm -hmm. But um, I just kind of, I wanted to, you know, give a little bit of history sure. about him and then kind of talk about, like, what his example uh, means to me. Mm -hmm. And same for you. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I mean, John Lewis, when, when you think of John Lewis, you think of the March on Selma, mm -hmm. right? When... Um, everybody was going over the bridge. Yeah, and the Edmund Pettus the, Bridge in yes, summer. Yep. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, so on that on the Edmund Pettus, Pettus Bridge, um, there, he led 600 people because what led up to that was um, there was a lot of um, voter suppression mm -hmm. going on in Alabama and uh, only one or two percent of the black population was registered to vote and they would do things like, you know, voter registration would only be open one or two days a week. They had these really extensive literacy tests and they were doing all these things to intimidate black people from actually registering. Mm -hmm. And it was working mm -hmm. and it was working. So, you know, um, John Lewis was really intrigued by and motivated by the example of the uh, Montgomery boycotts mm -hmm. uh, from Rosa Parks and what Dr. King, uh, what they were doing. And so um, that that really uh, showed him an example of how how to be active mm -hmm. in your own community and actually the impact that that can have. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, you know, and, and it was just amazing, you know, just, you know, 
like you said, for those who knew anything about John Lewis and his life and his legacy, um, he started at a very young very age. Young age. Very young age. He was at, at the time, he was the youngest speaker, um, you know, at the March on Washington. Yeah. He was the youngest one. I think he was 23 years old at mm -hmm. the time, mm -hmm. you know, um, and, you know, and I, and I don't I don't want to jump ahead too much. But, no. you know, I think it, it kind of speaks to, you know, when when I get a chance to speak to young people, uh, people who are kind of looking to find their way and sometimes feel like they don't have a voice in 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 the movement and everything that's happening in our country right now um i'm like just look at the example of of, of john lewis yeah. you know he was he was young yeah, he, was he, he you know he took some sacrifices for us you know physical you know emotional mental sacrifices for yeah. us at a very very young age yeah. so you know i always tell people that you know, uh, the the past is is oftentimes a good um, it's it's a good um, predictor of the future. Right. You know, so all you have to do is just kind of look back. Well, you know, that is such a good point mm -hmm. because, like, I was I was looking at what happened in March 1965, mm -hmm. and after Bloody Sunday, and you know, people he literally got his head bashed. Yeah. In, and the 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 coverage the news coverage of that swept the nation and there were over 80 there were demonstrations in over 80 in over 80 cities mm -hmm. over the next 48 hours mm -hmm. and that reminds me of exactly what happened this summer mm -hmm. after George Floyd in Minneapolis and just how that effort swept the nation it no excuse me it swept the globe. Except the globe, absolutely. It swept the globe mm -hmm. and it motivated people to action, um, to to stand up for this man losing for George Floyd mm -hmm. losing his life yeah. unnecessarily and brutally. So um just and I also just want to talk about for one second how what they did in Selma that day led to the Voting Rights Act mm -hmm. of 1965. Mm -hmm. So eight days later, LBJ presented the Voting Rights Act in March and it passed in August, mm -hmm. right? And so just the impact of getting up and speaking up, you know, what John Lewis did changed the trajectory mm -hmm. of life for black people in this country yeah um and it and it's just amazing and you know a, a a great parallel as well to what we saw happen back then to what we see happening right now today yeah is that it took for the world to see what, what had happened you know because w there was a you know police were bashing in people's heads left and right back then yeah. all the time and people just weren't saying anything about it mm -hmm. you know they weren't acting on it but you know it took for the, um, that march over the Edmund Pettus Bridge mm -hmm. you know and Bloody Sunday to happen for it to be televised mm -hmm. for, the, for the world to see that's when action was taken and kind of the same thing that happened this time around yeah. you know Obviously, we our technology is a lot more advanced now, and people are it's we're instant. always yes, yeah, it's very instant. Yeah. But you know, it, it, we had to see George Floyd having a knee on his neck and his life being taken away from him, uh, taken away from him for eight minutes and forty six seconds for for the reaction that we're seeing right now and the energy that we're seeing right now. You know, so um, there's power 
in in docu documenting you know these things yeah. that that are that are happening um because i think that it's those tools are going to be the things um that that's going to really force us to to start to move in a different direction you know and we're seeing it right now we're seeing it happen in real time i think we right now we are at the precipice of like a, a major major um shift and a a, a a movement beyond anything that we've ever seen in our lifetime you know i think that's something is is going to happen in our history yeah i think Even. something is absolutely going to happen this time around you know, I mean, yeah. people are fighting and, and scratching and kicking and clawing against it right now. But that's when you know that, you, you know, something you is know really about that, to come through. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's like a growing pain. Right? Mm -hmm. And and what what you said about George Floyd, I know we're not talking about George Floyd specifically, but we have been seeing specifically black men and women uh, being killed mm -hmm. by police through um Cam uh, cell phone footage mm -hmm. for years, right? I mean, starting, well, I mean, after Trayvon Martin, and then it just, I know we didn't have video footage of Trayvon Martin, but I'm just saying after Trayvon Martin, kind of for me is a benchmark. Mm -hmm. And then up until 2020, um, we've been seeing all of these like horrific events against, against black people. Mm -hmm. And I think what made George Floyd so much more egregious was the eight minutes and 46 seconds of him begging for his life, mm -hmm. yeah. begging for his life and peacefully. Mm -hmm. He couldn't do anything, you know, and just being treated like an animal, mm. you know, and and in our history as black people, we were treated like chattel. We were three fifths of a human, which I don't even know what that means. I, that mean? I can't right. even conceptualize that. But you know, to see that in modern day, um, that treatment is, it, it just takes you right back. It just makes you kind of connect with your ancestors in a way that is so primal that you can't even understand. Like, mm -hmm. wow, you know, what did y'all have to go through mm. in order for me to be here today? Yeah. You know, yeah. so um, seeing what, you know, what happened to John Lewis on the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma and seeing what happened to George Floyd in Minneapolis in 2020, I think it's just like, there's so much correlation and it like, I have goosebumps right now yeah. because it's just, it's, you know, it's so sad that we, we treat each other this way. Yeah. It, but it's, it's forcing an awakening though. Just the way it did back then, the yeah. same thing is that's happening right now. Yeah. It's awakening is happening. I think it, you know, um, you know, it touched the conscious of, of, of this country, it you know, um, and open up, you know, um, just just wounds, you know. And but in order for things to heal, you know, you know, things have to be revealed, you right. know, and um, we, we're seeing a lot of revelation that's happening right now. Right. You know, so so as unfortunate as the, the circumstance that happened back in Selma or fast forward this year with um, George, George Floyd and countless others, you know, I, I am, uh, um, I'm optimistic, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat, you know, um, empowered in a sense because I feel like that they were the martyrs and, and, and it took for that to happen to these people in order for 
for us to start to see that real change that that we've been just wanting for just forever. Um, so I'm encouraged. I'm I, encouraged. And I think to your point, you said um, that you feel more empowered and I feel more more motivated than ever. And mm-hmm. actually, I I would also say I feel more human yeah. than ever. Yeah. I feel more connected to people than I ever have mm. um, because we're all we got. Yeah. You know, and I don't care if you're black or white. Or I don't care. Mm-hmm. I care who you are as a person. And I'm hoping that we can get to a level of consciousness and awakening that we don't say we don't see color. We that don't say that people. OK, <laughs> but we see each other. Mm-hmm. Right? right. We see each other. And actually, so I can't remember who said this, but um, in the documentary, Good Trouble, Somebody said the reason why he's effective as a leader is because he lived it. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. we're all living through something right now, Mm -hmm. you know, and that motivation, um, it it makes me love my job Mm -hmm. and love helping people more and more every single day Mm -hmm. because we're living it. We're living through it. And now is a time when we can really make a difference and like maybe bring people together. Mm -hmm. And I hope that as people reflect on the memory and the legacy of John Lewis, they reflect in a very personal way, a Mm -hmm. deeply personal way about what they can do. Mm -hmm. Because something we didn't touch on is that John Lewis was one of the founders and leaders of SNCC, Mm -hmm. the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. Mm -hmm. And he led sit-ins when he was in Nashville in college. Um, and because of the sit-ins that he led, Nashville was one of the first major cities uh, to um, desegregate, mm-hmm. right? And so that was in and of itself powerful, but the way that he did it was extremely peaceful. And when you see the photos of those sit-ins, you see clean-cut, dignified, honorable black men and women, those images are of the highest of humanity. Mm -hmm. And then you see white people burning, putting out their cigarettes, beating them, I mean, brutally. And yet somehow we are still treated like we're animals, Mm -hmm. right? So um, he endured a lot of pain, a lot of physical violence, and it never deterred him. Somebody actually wrote um, that he had like, I can't remember who said it, but, or I'm paraphrasing at this point, but basically they said he had this almost like uh, superhuman thought process about his own humanity. Like Mm -hmm. he wasn't afraid of anything. He wouldn't finesse a situation Mm -hmm. to get out of it. Like whatever was coming to him, he let come to him. Mm -hmm. Um, And ultimately he lived to see another day. Yeah. And that's and that's so it's so amazing, too. And it's something that I've always um, aspired, (laughs) you know, uh, and and aspired to be like in uh, a way that I wanted to emulate, you know, because uh, (laughs) God knows I'm I'm more Malcolm than I am, Martin. (laughs) You know, I am. Um, And it's, it's just it's just amazing. You know, the the. Like you said, the dignity that these men had and um, the level of patience and because God knows, you know, 
I, I just don't, I, you know, and I, I'm, I'm a work in progress and I'm, I'm working on that. And I, and I love the example that, you know, um, individuals like John Lewis, um, he set, you know, and I've had the opportunity to engage with him, you know, through my work with the urban league and, um, and just needing to see those examples, constantly see those examples, uh, help me get to a better place and a more, a more patient place dealing with the nonsense that we have to deal yeah. with. Yeah. You know, um, because it's tough, man. Like it's 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 traumatic, you know. And I'm and I'm sure, you know, all the things that this man has went through in, in his eighty incredible years on this planet. You know, there had to be some levels of just extreme trauma. Um, I, I mean PTSD. I mean so many different things. But I mean, he just he was a man of grace. Yeah. You know, he was a man of faith, and you know, and, and again, this is something that. In my, you know, 30 plus years of living so far, I want to get to that level at some point myself, you know, where I'm able to, you know, like I said, emulate that that same level of, of patience and such, you know, so um, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for his example. For sure. I'm and, super grateful for his example. And I'll say, I, I think one of the things that uh, John Lewis has and that Dr. King had was like this deep, incredible faith. Right. And one thing one thing that I've learned um, just from different experiences that I've had is that this is this is now a belief of mine mm. is that no one is beyond redemption. Mm. No one is is incapable of changing their mind, mm. even the most staunch people. Right. And so one of the things that helped me get there was this um, it was this episode of Oprah mm -hmm. and um, there were two parts of it one part it happened 20 years before and she had some KKK members on her show I remember that I remember that episode she yeah. had to and and they were calling black people monkeys and they were just spewing a lot of hatred mm -hmm. right and Oprah thought she was going to get them on her show and and like pull the curtain back and reveal them and they actually used that as an opportunity to recruit Right. And so she learned her lesson and she said, I will never have hateful people on my show like that again. Mm -hmm. Well, fast forward, I think it was like 20 or 25 years. Some of those guys came back on her show mm -hmm. and they apologized and they said, like, we look back and we see how full of hate we were. And we were so ashamed of how we can believe that about people. And, you know, a lot happens in 25 years. Mm -hmm. Right. So no one is 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 incapable of change no one even ourselves right like at some point even even the most diabolical among us can can fall into love and and fall into loving people instead of hating people yeah. right so that is what keeps me going every day and i believe that if i stay hopeful and patient i might plant a seed in maybe one of the most hateful people's minds mm -hmm. that just because I'm, I'm quote unquote different mm -hmm. than them doesn't mean that we have to be separate. Yeah. Right. And really, actually we're, we're really not that different. We no. all need the same thing. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Uh, I, I want to get back to John Lewis for a second though, because um, 
again, just thinking about his legacy, uh, one of the things that he was known for was being the the conscience of the Congress. The conscience of the Congress. Yeah. yeah you know, what, t- talk to me about that from your perspective. Like, you know, what what that means to you, like in, in, in the example that he set, you know, especially in this, we have a very di- divided, polarizing uh, uh, body of government that <laughs> that happens to lead us, you know, so. So, yeah, and I think what what John Lewis's mission was was to bring together, not to divide. Mm-hmm. And what I found interesting, which I just found this out actually in reading up for this podcast, was that he did not participate in the Million Man March in 1995 mm-hmm. because of Farrakhan's rhetoric around it, and he was being divisive in his language mm-hmm. around the Million Man March. Um, he also uh, did not attend the inauguration of George W. Bush. Why? Because he felt like he didn't get a fa- fairly elected because of the ruling, the Supreme Court's ruling on the Florida uh, vote. Mm-hmm. And then he didn't attend Trump's inauguration. Mm-hmm. He boycotted Trump's inauguration <laughs> because of Russia, right? Mm-hmm. So you can see that the, the point is, is that John Lewis's, his conscious it transcended um, race, it transcended those things, and it was about his purpose, Mm -hmm. his faith, his principles, Mm -hmm. right? And so when you have a conscience, it guides you, and it is not distracted by man-made physical social constructs. Mm -hmm. So I think that him uh, being, being the, having a conscience, is a really hard thing to do Mm -hmm. because at every turn you're trying to be knocked out of, you know, your, um, your morals, your values. Mm -hmm. And when you stand up in your morals and your values and your principles, uh, it, it requires a lot of courage and a Mm -hmm. lot of bravery. Mm -hmm. So to have the moniker of the conscience of Congress is a huge compliment. Mm -hmm. And it means that, this man was consistent and um, he he was dignified and he had a purpose. Mm-hmm. He served his people. He served his district in a way that they knew they knew what he stood for. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And I, and, I, and I love I love everything that you just said, you know, um, especially um, him not really ever compromising his values what he believed in um, for political expediency. You know, that's one thing that I've always admired about him. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he, he was that man who, who stood on, uh, he stood on tense hoes and he stood on, he stood for what was right and not what, not necessarily what was right for him personally. Or popular. Or popular. Yeah. You know, and that's the example that I think uh, you will hope that this example, you know, should be set for others to follow, you know, in Congress, um, you know, in not just in Congress, but just across public service, you know, on, on a local level, on a state right. level, you know. Um, and I, I truly hope that his example, his life, the legacy of, of, of John, the, the, the legacy of John Lewis 
is one that would be, you know, emulated where we can start to see uh, more people, yeah. you know, more elected officials, more public servants start to, you know, stand on the side of what, what's right. And, and the other thing that you just made me think of this is, you know, even when we start looking at when when people start running for president, you really start looking at their their voting history mm-hmm. and and the policies that they've supported, the, mm-hmm. the bills that they've um, uh, sponsored. Mm-hmm. And you're like, OK, so 20 years ago you were about this and now you about that. Mm-hmm. And I'm confused, and what, you know, but. When you when you think about John Lewis and from the time he was a leader at SNCC to the day he died, you know, he was he he was all about the beloved community. Mm -hmm. He wanted to see a, a a place where everybody had equity everybody had access to the same things mm-hmm. everybody lived and and ha- lived abundantly like that's what he wanted to see mm-hmm. and he never wavered from that yeah and i hope i pray that i can be someone like like that yeah you we know, are don't we are yeah don't we are especially yeah. you know if, if any anyone is out there anyone's listening to us uh if you're uh, aspiring you know to run for public office oh <laughs> you know, uh, it ain't gonna be me. I'll tell you that right now. I, you know, it's not, not gonna be me. No, you know? not you, Jamil. Never. I no. see you everywhere. No, but not, no, not in office though. You don't. <laughs> you know, but uh, but I'll support people if the values are aligned. I'll absolutely support people. But um, but I I want people to you know to really study the life um, and the legacy of 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 a John Lewis. You know, um, I don't care what side of the aisle you stand on. I don't care what, what color you are, what religion you are. This is a man of high, of high moral value. And I think all of us can learn a lot from, you Listen, know. he stood for what's right. He, yeah. he did like, you know, and this is the thing about modern day politics that blows my mind. Like, since when did politics become as staunch as religion? Right. Where like you, you know, if you're not with us, you're against us. And they're like, well, you know, we should actually be talking about what's best for the people we represent. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that, yeah. you know? So, um, and and those, even those politicians today are called moderates. Mm-hmm. What's, you know, <laughs> like, you know and, and maybe that's an overstatement, right? But I just think that what John Lewis did... He was about his values. Yeah. He was not called the conscience the conscience of Congress. Say that five times. Yeah. Five. He was not called the conscience of Congress for nothing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so for me and and you know what what I learn from from his example is you know I really I really think it's awesome to get into good trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, and by good trouble, listen, you have to understand what that means for you. What does that mean for you? For me, it means speaking, it means working even harder when I see that there is a community in need. Mm-hmm. It means speaking up in the rooms that I'm allowed in. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say allowed no, in. No, don't say that. That I'm invited mm-hmm. to. Yeah. That I'm invited to that most of us aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, it means challenging people in authority respectfully, but also challenging them in a way to see things differently mm-hmm. and being that voice. 
for the community, right? Mm -hmm. So that's that's what good trouble means for me. When I see something that isn't right, to speak up, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and and speak up in in the venues that I operate in, mm -hmm. because there's certain places that I don't go, and that's just because that's how that that's that's not for me, mm -hmm. you know. But there's other places that that good trouble means something different for mm -hmm. someone else mm -hmm. but at the end of the day that good trouble is always tied back to a purpose yeah right and so if you're marching if you're doing any of that you better know why first mm -hmm. if i ask you why and you can't tell me you need to go back to the drawing board mm -hmm. right? right because you're not getting in good trouble you're just following the crowd and yes. you don't know where they're going right right because though like we saw riots happen and they were not they were that was not what black lives matter stands for mm -hmm. right there's a difference between you know um speaking out and acting a fool mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. we know that the black lives matter movement was a peaceful movement mm -hmm. and it was an intelligent educated movement and just like when John Lewis did his sit-ins in Nashville, mm -hmm. that's that's the same thing we're doing. Just like he marched across that bridge, mm -hmm. and and because of what he did, we have this the 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 the, the Civil Rights Act of 1965. Mm -hmm. Because of that, right? So that he knew his end game, he knew his goal, and he worked towards that. Mm -hmm. So if you're just out there because everybody else is, or because you like black people, or because you're a black person. Like that's great, but but you have to take it to the next level and and really understand, appreciate, and do something on the other side mm -hmm. of that action because yeah. there's there's the physical marching and then there's the there's the policy writing there's you know there's there's all sorts of things to it right I'll right. I'll, I'll step off my my high horse no no platform. I mean you stay on that high horse I mean <laughs> because people need to hear this stuff man you know I think that's just such a, a great point you know um, because I think we're at such a vulnerable place um, in society right now um, and you know people th there, there needs to be like real uh, a, 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 a real awakening that that happens you know so again I'm just um, I'm so appreciative of um, the work um, the life, the legacy of John Lewis, who happens, and we didn't, I didn't mention this, but who happens to be my fraternity brother as well, of okay. Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity okay. Incorporated, oh, wow. you know, so he's a proud member of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. So now one of the things that I wanted to um, ask you about before we started to wrap up is um, one of the things that he fought for so much throughout, throughout his uh, illustrious career is making sure that our right to, to vote um, is, is sustained and obviously we saw back in I believe it was 2013 um, where uh, the Supreme Court gutted a provi provision of the Voting Rights Act that essentially made it harder for you know um, you know people to vote um, and made it easier for individuals who you know states and such to discriminate against people um, when it comes to voting so um so this, can we just talk about that for a second and like the importance of making sure that that part of his legacy is upheld um and lives on and making sure that you know people um and people in congress do what do the right thing and making sure that they um passed uh, I, I believe it's called like the john lewis voting rights act yeah. now you know so yeah i think um the the 
the main way to do that is to participate. Yeah. You know, we have a civic duty as individuals and government is here to serve the people. Mm -hmm. Right. But if you are, if you are not present, if you are disconnected from the process, if you do not participate, right, then you give up your ability to have a voice. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think if, if, Folks want to honor the legacy and the memory and the and the the service of John Lewis, then they show up yeah. every time it's their chance, right? Every time you have a chance to vote, you participate. Mm -hmm. And there's a saying that all politics is local, mm -hmm. right? And so sometimes we only we only pay attention when it's a a a, a presidential mm -hmm. election or something like that but your community where you live is where you need to start yeah you you should be aware of what's going on and accurately mm -hmm. you know you should look back not just at the 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 hot uh topics of right. the day right but like historically at your city and your your municipality and mm -hmm. like what has happened throughout history and what that impact means for you and your family and your community and that's at every level at you know level. and so we're talking about school board we're talking about you know uh your city council yeah we talk about all your local elections you know we need people to make sure that you are actively engaged um actively um educated on the issues you, yeah you, you have, have to educate yourself you on issues you know seeing something that somebody shared on facebook like that should not be what informs your life right right mm. and yeah, we could get into it, but but AI is biased anyway, mm. and um, what you see, what comes across your screen, is specifically curated to appeal to uh, your confirmation biases and everything else. Mm -hmm. So I I just think that we have we as people, <laughs> we as people, we as individuals have a responsibility to understand and know the facts mm -hmm. and understand when something is biased or not because don't forget that you know uh media they have to sell as mm -hmm. well mm -hmm. and so if you click on something because it's more sensational than another thing well that that you're reinforcing for them mm -hmm. how to engage with you mm -hmm. right so sometimes it's the most boring things out there that are that are the most important that mm -hmm. you need to know and yeah. understand yeah absolutely so as we wrap up um and and just thinking about the the life and legacy of john lewis um if you can just in 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 10 words or less you know <laughs> just just kind of you know sum up what his legacy means to you i would say that john lewis is the purest that's of 10 him. no i'm joking Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, john lewis is the purest example of a leader mm. that we have today yeah absolutely and you know i think for me it's um when you talk about an individual who perseveres through adversity um and still has the that moral compass just to always do what's right again that's the example that i want to i, I want to have in my life yeah, you know sure. so um so i i appreciate um john lewis um um blessings to him his family um yeah and we just yeah and we thank him we thank him for all of the work 
that you know that he was able to do for us listen for us. he changed history he did yeah. this man changed all of our lives anybody who is listening to this forever and ever yeah to that i'd also just like to say um it is 2020 it is a census year oh god yes please and say that <laughs> it's a census <laughs> year and so the census is not just to count how many people there are in the united states mm -hmm. The census is how federal funds are allocated. The census is how your uh, how districts are drawn up mm -hmm. for federal representation. Yes, yes. And so if you don't participate in the census, let me tell you two things that will happen. Your community will get less money mm -hmm. and you will have less representation at the federal level. Yep. I mean, I, 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 so, I can't say it any better, you know. And so I understand that there are many concerns about the privacy of the census and all that stuff. Don't get caught up in that. Mm -hmm. Listen, it is, they cannot share your information. Right. It is private. It is confidential. Right. And that is a scare tactic so that you do not participate. In right. The census. Right. So please be brave, be bold and spread the word. I know everybody listening has participated in the census. So they tell better your family. Have, yeah, absolutely. Tell your friends. Because this is really, really important. Mm -hmm. um, and this only comes around once a decade. Yep. Every 10 years, guys. So, you know, take just a, a few minutes. You know, fill out that census. Make sure that you have, um, you know, your representation. Um, tell my dear. Tell for, your noni. Tell uh, abuela, Auntie, uncle. Tell, yeah. Tell everyone. Listen. Tell them this is important. We got to do this. Takes you a couple minutes, man. Just yeah. a couple minutes. Do it for so, them. Yeah. Go over. They'll cook you food. <laughs> so I cook you food, you know, and I can <laughs> cook too, you know. So yeah, I'm not cooking but, nobody. <laughs> but I can cook. But nah, this uh, this was a great episode. Um, always uh, love having you um, here, and you know, just the conversations that we have, man. So um, you're welcome. <laughs> and I can take you. Yeah. I can't kick your ass, Jay. Uh, if you think so, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I mean, you know what? I, you know, you probably can. I'm not even. I, I'm I'm, a, I'm not even gonna hold you, man. I you couldn't know. let that one go. Yeah, was, yeah. She was she was today. she was holding on to that for like the last half hour, y'all. She wasn't even thinking about John Lewis. Or she was talking about <laughs> she was thinking about whether or not she could kick my ass and that, but but it's all good. But um, but y'all, thank you guys again for tuning in to another episode of the B-Suite Podcast. Make sure you follow us on all of the streaming platforms including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, we're also um, online. You can follow us at the B-Suite Podcast on Instagram um, and also too on our website, thebsuitepodcast.com um, and we just uh, appreciate you guys for always tuning in and, and, and then checking us out. So, um, Dizzle, it's, it's been real as That's per right, usual, Jay. you know, so, um, and uh, we just uh, look forward to the next episode. Peace. All right.